Skerries is a picturesque seaside town in North County Dublin. The harbour has always been a hive of activity. These days it's mostly full of people out walking their dogs, reading for coffees or going for a few pints. In the 1970s however, the harbour was a hive of activity as one of the busiest fishing ports in the country. But like in a lot of areas, increases in regulation and advancements in technology have meant that it's harder to make money operating out of a small base like yes, Scaries. You just, just tell me your name. Owen Brannigan. One man who's at a front row seat to these changes is Owen Brannigan, or as everyone calls him... Oh, Branno, yeah. Everyone knows me as Branno. No one knows me as, uh, as Owen. It's all, they all know me as Branno. With my, my three sons, I think they're all called Brano as well. <laughs> so just describe where we are. We're on Scarry's Harbour here now at the minute. It's a beautiful day. Um, over the years, it's, it's deteriorated a lot now. The, the mid-70s, there was up to 35, 36 boats here. It was one of the major earners in the country at that time, in the 70s, 1970s. The, the, these are all razor boats now. There's no uh, trawlers here anymore. These all fish rays or clams. That's the cage there hanging out of the back of the boats. There's no trawlers like where you throw a net out. These are all just uh, doing razor fishing. Uh, compared to, as I say, the mid-70s, there was 36 boats here. And uh, it was a thriving port. And I started in 1972. I was 16. And I was earning more money than my father was at the building at that time. What was the attraction for you when you when you were 16? The money. <laughs> no romance at all. No, no, no. Rano started his life in fishing on a boat called the Ross Cal. It was hard work. You could be on your knees tanning prawns for up to 18 hours a day, but it paid well. The next boat Brano worked on was called the Miraculous, and that paid better again. Then, after many years learning his trade and working on other people's boats, Brano decided to go out on his own. It was great, great times. I got my first boat then in 1984. And like, so you got your own boat then in the 80s, and like, what was the moment that you decided, I, I can go out on my own? Well, I, I, I brought out the guy I was working for, Cyril Wilde, I brought his boat out a few times. I skippered it for him, if he wasn't well or he needed time off. So uh, I brought the Miraculous out several times, and uh, I just decided to get a, my own boat, a young family then. And uh, we never looked back, really. You know, there was, there was good old times. I got the second boat then uh, in 1997, called the Kestrel. The biggest one I got now was a boat called the Darnet. Uh, it'd be about as big as you could have in this harbour uh, at the time. It was a 65-foot boat. Got her in 2002. And then my son started uh, lobster fishing in Loch Shinny, and then he, he came with me at the trawling. And then... The last boat we got, he he got it in his name, uh, the Nausicaa. Fine boat. So uh, that's the boat that's out now at the moment on the west coast. But you wouldn't come in here. It'd be too uh, too shallow, the water here, in scaries, you know. Around the same time as Brano was learning his trade in the 1970s, the first Europe-wide fishing rules were created. Over the years, these rules have evolved into what is now known as the EU Common Fisheries Policy. This means that each country in the EU can only catch a certain quota of fish in each fishing area. With Britain leaving the EU, these quotas have had to be renegotiated. What's now with Brexit, or if anything? Brexit has done a lot of harm really? to the fishing. Yeah, the quota were down 15% on, a, on the fishing. 
uh, due to Brexit. And the EU is imposing new rules all the time on the fishing. And it makes it a lot harder, you know. Mm. They've also brought in a new system just recently that uh, they're not accepting the weighing of the the fish in the factories. They want them weighed on the harbour, which doesn't suit, you know, because you mightn't be landing in the harbour that the catch is going to. It doesn't affect the prawn boats as much as the fish boats, but it does affect them. The target for the prawn boats is prawns, and your, your fish is just a bycatch. But uh, they're checked every so often with the Department of Fisheries, you know, and to do a check and make sure everything is right and check the logbooks. It's when I was at the fishing now, you had paper logbooks and you filled them in, but now it's electronic. They have to email them at 12 o'clock every night yeah. what they had for their day's catch. Yeah, yeah. So if they're bored at them by the Navy, it has to correspond what's in the hold and what they're after logging, you know? One of the key fishing areas for Irish trawlers is the Porcupine Bank, which is 180 miles off the coast of Galway. It's a long journey. It's about 42 hours to go from Skerries around to Galway. And then it's 42 hours back. It's 42 hours back. Yeah. But you, once you'd go there, you'd stay there for a month or two. All oh, right, OK. Ah, yeah, you'd stay there and you'd come back by train. All oh, right, you'd leave the boat there. Leave the boat there. When you'd, you'd do maybe two weeks fishing, you'd, you'd take a few days off and go home, yeah. then come back in the train. Yeah. It takes 22 hours to go from the fishing grounds on the west coast to, to, to land, yeah. to, to come ashore, so it's too far. Wow. I didn't so realise it was that far out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're on the continental shelf there. It's called the Porcupine Bank. That's what they're fishing now. There's a lump, a load of boats, a lot of foreign boats there at the moment. And uh, all the boats, the English, the, the Dutch, the Spanish, the French, the Belgians, they're all fishing there now. And once this month is up, our the Irish boats have no more quota. But all the rest of the EU countries have. It's, it's, it's not great because... It's our waters, but we're such a small country, the quota is very low for us. That makes sense. So someone like Spain or France, they'd have a bigger quota. Oh, much bigger, much bigger than us. So it's it's a bit sad, really, because it's it's a better time of the year. It's safer, even for health and safety reasons. Like our boat now had quota the whole winter through the bad weather. And now that the weather is coming good, they've no quota now until probably next September. Right, okay, yeah. But we can fish on the south coast or out here on the east coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, we, we've no quota uh, on the on the, on the parking point bank, and that's where you want it, because that's where you you get your bit of a lift. They're big prawns, huge prawns. They're like small lobsters. I can't, e- I can't even imagine a prawn that big. But there's great money for them. They, we ship them to Italy. Yeah. And there's great money for them over there. You know, they, they'd pay maybe uh, five euro for one. One prawn. It's mad. As well as changes to fishing regulations over the years, the boats themselves have gotten much bigger and more advanced. It's all hydraulics. and The skipper can even shoot the gear from the wheelhouse. And there's big net drums. We had to pull the nets in by hand. Oh, wow. They've net drums now and they roll them in like in a spool. Yeah the back of the boats and when I was at there was only one net then they brought in a thing called twin rigging now my third trawler we done the twin rigging that's pulling two nets but now 
since then, they're pulling four nets. It's called quad rigging. And that's what our, our boat, uh, my son's boat, is doing at the moment. So the boats must be huge to support oh, they're, that. They're, they're big. They're big power in them. Yeah. You know, it's not much. It's no bigger than the boat I had, but it's Heavier. much more modern and yeah. bigger and yeah. much beamier, much wider. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But they're huge power in them. Like, you're burning 1,800 litres of diesel a day in them boats, whereas that, in my first boat, that would have done me for a week. No bother. Uh, so it, it, it's a, a lot more expense at it now than what there was. That's a seal. That's a seal, yeah. yeah. Sammy the seal. <laughs> People call him Sammy the seal anyway. <laughs> well, that lad now, if you, if you were on the boat, you could lean over and he'd take the fish out of, out of your hand. Like. I suppose you're competing with him for food. <laughs> Despite all the changes in regulation and technology, one thing that hasn't changed is the camaraderie among fishermen. There's be a great buzz with, with, the, with the lads, you know. Um, you'd have to be because you're in, in a confined space on a boat. Especially now, uh, in my time we just used to day fish. So you're in net of scaries every day. And you didn't fish weekends. But now, they, my son is out now, I think he's out six, six or seven days now. So they're all in a confined space. So they have to get on, you know. Yeah. And uh, and they do, you know, they do get on well enough. Yeah. And do you ever like um, uh, when you have someone on the boat who's that's their first time out, and you think to yourself they're not going to last? Yes, you kn- you know straight away to be quite honest. What, what are the telltale signs? <laughs> uh, well, clearly getting sick. You don't mind anyone can get sick when they're not used to it, but the seasickness it does leave them weak. But but the lad that gets sick and has to go to bunk and doesn't get up again. He's never going to be any good. But the lad that gets sick and tries to keep working, he, he will make it, you know. But uh, I got sick myself for a couple of months when I, when I went fishing. But you, you just uh, keep going. You, just, you, could, you don't go down the bunk and leave the rest of the lads there to do your work. You know? What's the future looking like now for the, for the modern fishermen? Um, with Brexit now, I don't know. I just don't know. Um, my son was thinking of getting another boat. But we have to wait and see what happens because we've lost 15% of the quota. We're going to lose some fishing on the south coast because that's English waters. It's going to be fizzled out over the next five years. We're allowed fish there at the moment. But over the next five years, after five years, you won't be. So, um, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think... The outlook doesn't look... 100% at the moment anyway now with Brexit and all the rest Is there anything else I'm missing or to get it all do you think? I think I think they've covered nearly everything yeah going from the early years to the later years I think so Is there anything else you'd like people to know? Uh, stay away from fishing 